Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from the front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 18 of Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Story podcast. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know, I just fancy doing it. <laughs> So, welcome, guys. Episode 18 of Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Gosh, you know what? What? It's so hot. Aren't you hot? Are you seriously saying this now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm burning up. You're hardly wearing anything. Oh, maybe you're suffering from a case of spontaneous human combustion. Ah. <laughs> I knew I, you'd catch on eventually. I, I was thinking to myself, she's hot, but she's winking like a motherfucker. <laughs> is this winking about <laughs> she's hot and she's got something in her eye uh-huh. as i said guys welcome this is on spontaneous human combustion this time but i've got something to say about our last episode that we did which was on ouija boards we actually had a listener called jenny J from phoenix in arizona message us and say did we know there was a sex ouija board maybe she was trying to get you to no i don't think so no me neither hey <laughs> that's not very nice no there is actually a sex ouija board I don't know how the spirits are supposed to tell you. Well, I think maybe that one works on the whole, it yeah. being in yeah, yeah, yeah. a subconscious or unconscious yeah. sort of thing. Wouldn't it be horrible, though, if it was like your grandma or something that was telling you, oh, do it that way. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I think what would be horrible is you buy it and you go home and you sit down and you, both of you put your fingers on there and <laughs> nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would really suck. Or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Jenny J, for that. Really appreciate it. Don't forget JJ. Jenny J, JJ. Don't forget, keep your emails and suggestions and anything else that you want sent into weirdwackywonderfuloutlook.com. And we're gonna move on to this rather hot topic today. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah, it's good enough. But you learned it from me, so Yeah, right. Okay, so spontaneous human combustion. What is spontaneous human combustion? Well, there are a lot of theories out there as to what it is. Some people think that there's a scientific explanation to it. I think, actually, it doesn't matter whether it's paranormal or not. If it's happening, there's still a scientific explanation to it. It may be that the science is, yes, there's a ghost with a fucking Zippo. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's science, isn't it? Well, so yeah. I it's whether the, I guess it's whether the scientific community will But actually... I thought scientists kind of as a whole, not a whole, but a big portion of scientists say that it's because your body acts almost like a candle. Yeah, an inside-out candle. Yeah, and the, so the kind if of you're, wick effect is so going So if on. you're... Toothpick, a little twig, you'll just smoke, right? But if you're a big, burly, fatty, Rubenesque type, fatty bum bum, yeah, you will burn for a while because of all of the fat under your skin. Mm. Okay, that's spontaneous human combustion done. Thank you very much for tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) No, spontaneous human combustion occurs when an object, in the case of spontaneous human combustion, a person, bursts into flames from a chemical reaction within, apparently without being ignited by an external heat source. So, the Samsung, the 7, it spontaneously combusted. Well, exactly, because that was from within. Because the phone was the object. We should say, if Samsung are listening, we are not dissing your product. We both have S8s, and Bryce has an S8, same as me, and my daughter has a Galaxy Note 8. So, we're not dissing Samsung, so if you want to send us any free stuff, we're totally open to that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the first known account of spontaneous human combustion came from a Danish anatomist, Thomas Bartholin, in 1663, who described how a woman in Paris went up in ashes and smoke while she was sleeping. The straw mattress on which she slept was unmarred by the fire. To me, that is almost too weird to believe. Yeah, you think it's it would have... a straw mattress. Yeah, you think... And it's going to be dry straw because they don't put wet straw inside a mattress. So How do you know? Well, because... Maybe they want a waterbed. It would be a water straw mattress. <laughs> you know, sometimes you clutch at straws. Uh-huh. Ah, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there is no way that a straw mattress would not go up in flames. Don't you think it's kind of strange? Like, they'll talk about a fire mm-hmm. on TV, some a house or whatever it is catches on fire. How some stuff should be burnt, but it just doesn't seem to be burnt. I remember when I was really little. Wow, so school, almost back in 1663 then. Uh-huh. The school that I went to caught on fire. and Hang on a minute. What were you doing that night? It wasn't me. Okay, carry on. Yeah. The school caught on fire. You're still winking. Why are you winking I'm there? I'm not quit it. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so me and a few of my friends, which I think it was the thing to do that day because everybody did it. Everybody went up to the school so that we could see the building was burnt and rejoice in the free days yeah, off. that was every kid's right? dream. But I can remember like there were things where the library was. All the books were burnt. Hardly anything left of the books. I mean, you could tell they were books. Yeah. But then like... On, you could see almost next to it another book that it didn't even hardly look singed. Really? Yeah, it's really strange. Anyway, but I agree with you. I think a straw mat would go up. Oh, I can't yeah. snap. I still can't snap. <laughs> like that. <Never. laughs> In 1673, a Frenchman named Jonas Dupont published a collection of spontaneous combustion cases in his work, De Incende Corporis Humani Spontaneus. Mm-hmm. How you yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> Roughly translated, the incidents of combustible humans spontaneously. Our French listeners will be saying, Shelley is fucking good. Because well, you're be reading going, it off a of paper. I, I was not reading the translation that came from within. Yeah, yeah. French people are going, ah, so Shelley is so good. <laughs> The hundreds of spontaneous human combustion accounts since that time have followed with a similar pattern. The victim is almost completely consumed, usually inside his or her home. Coroners at the scene have sometimes noted a sweet, smoky smell in the room where the incident occurred. Barbecue Someone's human? been there with fucking s'mores, haven't they? <laughs> a sweet, smoky smell. S'mores aren't smoky. But they are once they've been burned. Well, you're not supposed to burn them. Well, what's those things that you toast? Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of, marshmallows. Marshmallows. Yeah. I hate it when people say marshmallows. Marshmallows. That really. Marshmallows. That really winds me up. That does. Marshmallows. 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 It's an A. <laughs> what makes the charred bodies in the photos of spontaneous human combustion so peculiar is that the extremities often remain intact. So the hands and the feet never dicks. I don't. Well, that's an extremity. Okay, mine's tucked away nicely. Not my dick, but you know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I've never noticed it. (laughs) Although the head and torso are charred beyond recognition, the hands, feet and or parts of the legs may be unburned. Also, the room around the person shows little or no signs of fire, aside from a greasy residue that is sometimes left on furniture and walls. Well, we all know that there's fat in the human body anyway, no matter how skinny you are, you've got an element of fat in you. So that's what the greasy... I mean, if you cook chips on the hob... Because how else would you do it? But if you cook something greasy like that, 
the grease, the oil does burn and it will collect on either walls. If you've got an oven hood, one of those cooker hoods, if you ever open up the filter in there, it's full of grease. So we know that if there's anything burning with oil in it, it's going to condense somewhere, isn't it? Did they try this, some sort of an experiment with a pig? Yeah, we're going to come on to that. Oh, right, okay. In rare cases, the internal organs of a victim remain untouched while the outside of the body is charred. So they're burning from the inside. All their skin is burning and their fat is burning and then, like, everything else is left. So it just shows, doesn't it, if the outside of the body is not being burned, i.e. the walls, the straw mattress, etc., and the inside of the body, in some cases, isn't being burned... It's just that layer of skin and fat. That's really weird. Sweetbreads. What are sweetbreads? That's awful. Yeah, that's awful. Honestly, your puns are getting worse. Not all spontaneous human combustion victims simply burst into flames. Some develop strange burns on their body which have no obvious source or emanate smoke from their body when no fire is present. There is never smoke without fire. And not every person who has caught fire has died. A small percentage of people have actually survived what has been called their spontaneous combustion. See, now, I wonder what those people say. Ow. Aha. No, but you would think that somebody that it happened to, right, and they lived, I'll tell you what, I would be on a circuit going all around the world talking about how I was sitting there one day and fire came out of my nostril and I don't know what the hell happened. Why wouldn't people... You'd want to be a guinea pig, wouldn't you? You'd want to take that person and think, what about them? I mean, at least when you die, they should donate their body to science so that people can look and see if there's something different about them. Be a fucking cheap cremation, wouldn't it? Well, they're already halfway cremated anyway, so well, what's the what difference? Saying. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think if it happened and they really want to know why, because it's possible that there is an explanation for it within our bodies, but we haven't caught up to it yet well there are a couple of theories you led me neatly onto this so to combust a human body needs two things it needs intensely high heat and a flammable substance under normal circumstances our body contain neither but some scientists over the last several centuries have speculated on a few possible explanations for the occurrence i don't agree with that under normal circumstances our bodies contain neither our body does contain flammable substances it contains fats which we know are flammable it contains methane which we know is flammable and lots of other gases oxygen which is flammable i don't necessarily agree with that statement but it says in the 1800s charles dickens ignited (laughs) great interest in spontaneous human combustion by using it to kill off a character in his novel bleak house well i never knew that i'm gonna have to read it now the character named crook was an alcoholic oh well so there we go there's another common flammable liquid that is within people following the belief at the time that spontaneous human combustion was caused by excessive amount of alcohol in the body today there are several theories One of the most popular proposes that the fire is sparked when methane, here we go, a flammable gas produced when plants decompose, builds up in the intestine and is ignited by enzymes. Okay. Now, I would be fucked. I was going to say, you fart all the time and you drink whiskey. Maybe I don't have to try to figure out how to kill you after all. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) 
Yet most victims of spontaneous human combustion suffer greater damage to the outside of their body than to their internal organs, which seems to go against this theory. Other theories speculate that the fire begins as a result of a buildup of static electricity inside the body from an external geomagnetic force exerted on the body. A self-proclaimed expert on spontaneous human combustion, Larry Arnold, has suggested that the phenomena is the work of a new subatomic particle called a pyroton, which he says interacts with cells to create a mini-explosion but no scientific evidence proves the existence of this particle. But he's a self-proclaimed expert. Yeah. So what science says is if spontaneous human combustion isn't real, then what really occurred in the many pictures that exist of the charred bodies? A possible explanation is the wick effect. Now this proposes that the body, when lit, for instance by a cigarette or a smouldering ember or other heat source, acts much like an inside-out candle. A candle is composed of a wick on the inside surrounded by wax made of flammable fatty acids. The wax ignites the wick and keeps it burning. In the human body, the body fat acts as the flammable substance and the victim's clothing or hair acts as the wick. Wait, you said that the wax lights the wick. But it it doesn't, though, because you've got to light the wick. You light the wick, but then that ignites the wax which is oil-based, isn't it? Oh, right, okay, and then that keeps it... And then that keeps the... Otherwise, the wick, if you like the string, would just burn out. And quickly. Exactly. And quickly. And quickly, and quickly. As the fat melts from the heat, it soaks into the clothing and acts like a wax substance to keep the wick alight. Scientists say this is why victims' bodies are destroyed, yet their surroundings are barely burnt. And what about the images of a burned body with feet and hands left intact? The answer to that question may have something to do with the temperature gradient, the idea that the top of a seated person is hotter than the bottom. This is basically the same phenomena that occurs when you hold a match with the flame at the bottom. The flame will often go out without provocation because the bottom of the match is cooler than the top. Right, I get it. No one has ever conclusively proven or disproven the truth about spontaneous human combustion. But most scientists say there are more likely explanations for the charred remains. Many of the so-called victims of spontaneous human combustion were smokers, who were later discovered to have died by falling asleep with a lit cigarette, cigar or a pipe. A number of them were believed to have been under the influence of alcohol or to have suffered a movement-restricting disease that prevented them from moving quickly enough to escape the fire. Another possibility is that some of the fires and strange states of the victims' bodies were the result of a criminal act and subsequent cover-up. Yeah, so while you were reading that, I was thinking, I wonder if somebody really did see a dragon. Like, I wonder if they actually really do exist, because how do they get to breathe fire? Well, it's funny, because when we were doing this research, I found a few cases where people actually saw a woman ignite through spontaneous human combustion, and it was coming out of her face. And they actually called her the Dragon Lady. So it's quite interesting where you sort of went to with that in your head about dragons. I watched ages and ages ago on like Discovery Channel if if there were really dragons. How would they be able to make fire? Mm -hmm. And obviously we can't tell because there aren't any that we know of. But it's interesting though because like we still have no clue why a cat can purr. Right. So... Modern science still does not know why a cat purrs yeah. or how they purr. So maybe they just haven't figured out how some humans are able to... Ignite. 
Yeah. There should be some terrible indigestion, but... Well, I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? The acids within our stomach. We know that they can get out of kilter. You've only got to have a stomach bug or something like that, and the level of acid in your stomach totally, totally changes. So there are some really potent chemical reactions going on within the body constantly. And who's to say that by some kind of, like you said, static electricity, which we know builds up inside the body? In 1951, a 67-year-old widow named Mary Reeser was at home in St. Petersburg, Florida. On the morning of July 2nd, a neighbor discovered that Mary's front door was hot. When she broke into the apartment with the help of two workmen, they found Mary in an easy chair with a black circle around her. Her head had been burned down to the size of a teacup. The only other parts of her that remained were part of her backbone and part of her left foot. Other than Mary's charred remains, there was very little evidence of fire in her apartment. A forensic pathologist, Dr. Wilton Krogman, said of the incident, It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. As I review it, the short hairs on my neck bristle with vague fear. Were I living in the Middle Ages, I'd mutter something about black magic. But the police report cited a far less supernatural explanation for the cause of death, a dropped cigarette, which ignited Mrs. Reeser's highly flammable rayon acetate nightgown. In 1982, a mentally handicapped woman named Jean Lucille Safin was sitting with her 82-year-old father at their home in Edmonton in northern London. According to her father, a flash of light caught his eye. When he turned to his daughter, he saw that her upper body was enveloped in flames. Mr. Safin and his son-in-law, Donald Carroll, managed to put out the blaze, but Jeannie died of her third-degree burns about a week after entering the hospital. Oh, bloody hell. According to Carol, the flames were coming from her mouth like a dragon and they were making a roaring noise. So there we go then. Yeah. That's exactly what you're saying. There was no smoke or fire damage in the room. Some have wondered if an ember from her father's pipe ignited Jeannie's clothing. Well, it's weird because if that's the case, and let's say it was the father's burning ember from his pipe, that would have caught her clothes on fire, but it wouldn't have caused her internal organs to suddenly start belching fire for it to be coming out of her mouth and everything, would it? No, but what if it was an ember from her father's pipe that drifted over and caught her hair? Or caught her eyelashes. Maybe it looks like the smoke's coming out of her mouth. No, no. I think that they said that the fire was roaring out of her mouth, or coming out of her mouth, and it was making a roaring sound. And the roaring sound would obviously be the heat coming out of the body quickly over presumably the vocal cords, which would have made that roaring sound. That's where my head takes it. I can't well, see how an ember from a pipe would have done that. And I mean... My grandfather used to smoke, and I used to smoke, and so did you. And we've all had cigarettes which have an ember that suddenly then goes through the air and maybe lands on your leg or something, and it's like, out, and it's out, isn't it? You know, you tap it and it's out. Mm. If she'd have seen a fire, presumably she'd have gone, hey, I'm on fire, and they would have been able to put it out. But if this sounds like whatever it was started from within her. Well, I can't argue with you because obviously there is no... So I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let me be right once, just so the world can hear it. The theory of spontaneous human combustion was put forward in 1641 by Danish doctor and mathematician Thomas Bartholin in his, and I'm going to have a go of this, Historiarum Anatomicarum Rariorum, a tome which catalogued strange medical phenomena. It should be a spellbook on Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To describe the death of an Italian knight called... Polinus Vostius, 
According to Bartholin, the knight had enjoyed a few glasses of strong wine with his parents at his home in Milan when he burped fire, succumbed to the flames and died. So, interestingly there, there's no mention of an outside source like a cigarette or whatever, just that he was drinking strong wine. Hmm. So something inside him ignited the alcohol. Then again, could it be static? Well, what about acid? Can acid catch something on fire or does it just... It depends what's put in acid. If you were to drop something like lithium inside acid, then yes, that can cause... That's in batteries, isn't it? Yeah, it was also used to be in a lot of mental medications, didn't it? Lithium. Is that right? Well, yeah, there was a drug called lithium. Yeah, well, did it contain lithium? I presume so, if it was called lithium. Yeah. So, yeah. sodium, potassium. Was it bananas contain a lot of potassium? But mm, yeah. it's not in the same format as the kind of potassium that in your chemistry class in school you would drop inside water, for instance, I wish and I, it would catch fire. I wonder if he was wearing his night suit, because if he was, then he'd be, like, totally baked inside of his suit. Like a suit. jacket potato. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He wasn't, I know, because they probably didn't wear it when they were eating. It's funny, though, because we can talk about this, and it's interesting, really, to see how our mind works, because you could talk about this night, and it's quite a harrowing thing. This guy died, and yet we are, because we're so far removed from it, making a bit of a joke out of it, which I suppose is disrespectful, and we don't mean that at all. But it's interesting that when you mentioned that story earlier about the guy sitting there smoking his pipe with his daughter in the room, I was like, ah, because... I've got daughters and that wasn't as far removed for me. But we forget sometimes when we read these stories, these are people with families and loved ones and and everything. So it's weird, isn't it, how we can be so far removed as to make light of it in a way. When we did that particular story and we were talking about the ember from the father's pipe, I thought to myself, and I didn't say it, but I thought to myself, so maybe the reason it's harder for you to think that it could have been from the pipe is because if it were you you would never want to think oh my god i killed my daughter because never forgive yourself no. yeah so jesus went downhill quick didn't it? i know right the first official case in ireland so the most recent death linked to spontaneous human combustion this is literally the most recent case was of michael farity 76 who died at his home in galway in ireland in december 2010 dr kieran mclaughlin the coroner tasked with explaining mr farity's death at his home in Ballybane, made the shock decision of putting it down to spontaneous human combustion. So it was actually recorded as an SHC case. Mr. Farity was found with severe burns, lying on his back, with his head near an open fireplace. Despite the blaze, the sitting room was untouched, apart from burns on the ceiling directly above him and on the floor beneath him. So on the floor beneath him, think about that mattress that we were talking about. So are there different cases? Are there different types of spontaneous human combustion? Are there cases that can be explained and do follow the laws of the way a flame would react with things? And are there then other cases which totally defy everything? A lot of people think that this spontaneous human combustion may actually be able to be triggered by yourself. Have you seen a movie, this is another Stephen King movie, Firestarter? No. It was Drew Barrymore when she was a little girl. Uh It was somewhere around the E.T. thing. Anyway, she has the ability to make things catch on fire. What's that, pyrokinesis is it? That leads on to what I was going to say, because there's the school of thought that because there's different types of this spontaneous human combustion and there's cases that follow different rules, if you like, that maybe it is some kind of pyrokinesis. Maybe it's some kind of psychokinetic energy that is building up inside you that then reacts 
with some kind of substance, whether it be alcohol or what have you. Most of the cases that the common element is alcohol and not beer, but strong alcohol. Mm. spirit alcohol and talking about spirit alcohol leads me on to the other thing because some people think that it's actually got to do with poltergeist and that maybe poltergeist are triggering that within people really i've never heard that one before yeah god i hope we never get a poltergeist i mean we already got something freaking creepy going on here yeah we've been talking about buying a little like security camera type thing for inside the house because not in case we get robbed or anything like that but because there are some weird shit suddenly started happening. And I wonder whether it's we've that. Drawn we've drawn it. Yeah, we've drawn it in by doing these kind of podcasts. Mm. Maybe that whole Ouija board thing that we did last week was a bad idea. No, the whole Ouija board thing that you did last week was a bad idea. Yeah. Dr. John Irvin Bentley's death was among the cases of spontaneous human combustion which captured the imagination of newspapers, editors and readers alike in the 1960s with an image purporting to show his charred remains now a symbol of the theory. The lower leg and slippered foot of the 92-year-old retired physician were discovered next to the toilet in his Pennsylvania home, surrounded by a pile of ash beneath a walk-in frame. So all that was left of him was a pile of ash. And a foot with a slipper on it. Do you realise how hot it has to be to actually reduce bone to ash? And that's one of the things that people say quite often is, okay, I get it, somebody could light themselves on fire, but in order to cause that, the heat has to be so hot that even, you know, we won't get into detail about it, but even if you're cremated, it takes a couple of hours at this super high temperature to reduce mm. you to ash. Mm. So that's what I find interesting. The fact that how can you have something that hot? Yeah. What makes it? I mean, is there anything, any sort of flammable thing in the house or or is there an alcohol that when it burns, it burns that hot? Well, if there was people would have already said, well, no, it can't be that because... Yeah. Well, check this out. In a highly dramatic tale which mirrors the claims of blue flames and spontaneous human combustion but diverts from the recurring theme of victims dying in their living rooms, Maybelle Andrews was reportedly taken over by flame in 1938. Her fiancé and fellow partygoers were reportedly shocked when a flame erupted from her as she stood at the top of a staircase in a ballroom. She wasn't presumably smoking a cigarette. She was in a ballroom. When we talk about that thing that was done on the TV with the pig, the idea of that was that they wrapped this pig up in this wick-type substance and then they set fire to it. And the pig burned for hours and hours and hours and very closely mirrored what we see with the spontaneous human combustion cases. But in that case, there was... Someone actually physically lit the wick. Yeah, someone actually provided the flame. In cases like this with Maybell Andrews, there wasn't, in the reports, there wasn't a case of someone providing the flame. The flame mm. seemed to come from within her. Yeah, the fire within. In an incident said to have happened on December 16, 2007, numerous witnesses, including police, saw a young woman burst into flames and become incinerated within seconds in Brazil. 
The mystery lady's face, arms, and upper torso were burned to the point of non-recognition, and she suffered severe burns on her right leg. Bizarrely, her clothing did not appear to be as damaged as her body was, as if her body had perhaps been ablaze from the inside out. One theory was that she was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time and fell victim, as unlikely as it sounds, to ball lightning. What? Ball lightning. Have you never heard of ball lightning? It's really, really interesting. So the idea is, is that you get this ball of lightning, literally, that comes down from the heavens and has actually been known to chase people. We ought to do a podcast on ball lightning because it's a very frightening thing. But ball lightning, in reality, would have burnt her from the outside, wouldn't it? It would have mm. hit her clothing. It would have hit her head or her face. So. I don't think ball lightning really is a good idea. On several internet forums and message boards, it was also posited that the young lady had actually been set alight as part of a grim gang initiation, although no particular gangs were mentioned and there didn't appear to be any sign of an accelerant on the body or the clothing, making this theory equally unlikely. Hmm. Well, I've got one here about a German lady. Although a passerby tried to smother the flames with his jacket, a woman in Germany died from her injury as she apparently burst into flames in full view of several witnesses as she sat on a park bench in November 2015. The woman from Flensburg, near Hamburg, was thought to have been in her 40s and was well known locally. According to witness reports, she was simply sitting on the bench before her body became suddenly engulfed in flames. She was completely silent during the encounter, leading some to suggest that she may have committed suicide. Yeah, but I'm sorry, even if you were committing suicide, being silent whilst burning alive is quite unusual. There's actually a video online. If you want to search it, then you can. If I've got a link to it, then I'll stick it in the show notes for you. But there's a video online of a chap from Serbia who is seeming to burn like a spontaneous human combustion case... And he's lying in a doorway and someone's actually walked up to him and saying, are you okay? I mean, like, one of the stupidest questions I've ever heard. Yeah. You see a guy on fire, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks, just cooking myself. But the guy is obviously awake, you can see him moving. It seems as if he's not in any pain whatsoever, which mirrors that last case that we were talking about, the one in Germany. Bizarre. But it is weird if you think about it. Even if you intend to set yourself on fire because you want to kill yourself, which I'm sure there are much easier ways to do, Yeah, you're not going to sit still. I mean, when it starts to burn, I really think that you would be running around or you'd be screaming. It's like not that long ago we were discussing something about being in a shower and the water being that hot and yeah. y- you will not stay in that water. You can't. You will try. I remember we were discussing the fact that, that someone had posed a question, can you cook yourself in the shower by having the water too hot? Yes. And the scientific answer to it is no, because even though we might get in a shower that we think is hot, it's still nowhere near boiling point of water. It's probably still only sort of 40 to maybe 42 degrees at the most Mm. and yet people feel that it's that hot that they're burning we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of degrees here especially to the point where it starts burning bone yeah well that's what i'm saying like it's just don't know how that can be considered suicide or in any way normal if they found someone in a shower that was boiled because of the hot water I guarantee they'd be looking for a suspect. Yeah. Vietnam War veteran Frank Baker was preparing to embark on a fishing trip with his friend Pete Willie. 
when he suddenly burst into flames while sitting on his couch in June 1985. Willie managed to smother the flames, and Baker appeared to be largely unhurt, albeit shaken. He still sought medical advice, however, and according to Baker, he was told by his doctor that it looked as though he had burned from the inside out. Baker appeared on the TV show The Unexplained Files to tell his story. He stated that a second incident occurred while he and Willie were out in the lake fishing. As had previously happened in his home, flames began to overtake his body out of nowhere, seemingly concentrated on his arms and torso. Again, with Willie's assistance, the flames were smothered out. If his account is true, then Baker may be one of the first recorded victims of spontaneous human combustion to have survived the ordeal. Twice. Mm, I'd be asking my friend, what are you doing? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's only happening when you're around, so yeah, what exactly. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's totally being fucked by Willie, wasn't he? <laughs> On a slightly different tangent, have a look at our show notes. There is a WordPress document in there that talks about spontaneous human combustion, but it links it into the Illuminati, into the Bible, into UFOs and everything. It is totally, totally out there. And if I try and read it now, number one, it's going to take a good amount of time and it's going to finish our podcast today but also on top of that i don't think i'm going to be able to do it justice really you need to sit and think about the way this guy's going but it's really quite interesting so do have a look at that check our show notes and have a look for the wordpress document in there it's funny if you think about the bible and satan or obviously he had a world of flame down there but what about like Jesus talking to somebody through the burning bush and all this sort of... It does mention fire quite a bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, go check it out. It's quite interesting, actually, because it looks at whether spontaneous human combustion is actually a tool used by the Illuminati to fake rapture, basically. So do have a look at it. I've got an article here now that's a bit of a spoof, but it goes on to spontaneous human combustion, and I read it, and I had a bit of a laugh, so I've got to read this for you guys. So it says, While H1N1 dominates the headlines, other equally worrisome conditions get lost in the panic. Tips to survive spontaneous human combustion. Because, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. The upcoming cold and flu season is the most dreaded in recent times as health officials and an increasingly paranoid public brace themselves for the inevitable H1N1 epidemic, it's perhaps a good time to learn more about and grow more fearful of that often ignored condition known as spontaneous human combustion. Although there is currently no vaccine available for SHC, there are plenty of things that you can do to lower your chances of suddenly and inexplicably erupting into flames. What can I do? Well, first of all, is spontaneous human combustion contagious? Very little is understood about spontaneous human combustion, but it's in everyone's best interest to assume that it is communicable. Well, I guess we can't have any of them like spontaneous combustion, you know, groups when if somebody has a problem with it. You know, like chicken pox parties. Wouldn't want to do that, <laughs> would you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. SHC germs, if they exist, could contaminate many of the surfaces you regularly come into contact with, including doorknobs, mm. keyboards, and your neighbour's mail. Oh no, not the mail. Not the neighbour's mail you're coming into contact with, there's a question there. <laughs> In addition, the same germs can be passed through the air when another person coughs or sneezes or yells at you for reading their mail. Well, it's a good thing that when I have my sneezing fits, there's no... Fire. Yeah, tell me about it. So yes, we must believe SHC is highly contagious and that these germs that may or may not exist undoubtedly exist. Mm, that makes sense. 
What can I do to prevent SHC? One important way to protect yourself is to avoid those close contact with questionable individuals. And have a fire extinguisher? Is the man next to you flushed? Is smoke emanating from his body? Contrary to its name, SHC need not occur in an instant, and these are believed to be the first signs of imminent combustion. Are the whites of his eyes presently a deep crimson? Get away fast. Even if it turns out that SHC is not in fact communicable, and don't count on it, you don't want to take any chances or have that guy's eyeballs explode on your good shirt. Maybe they'll start selling smoke detector key rings. <laughs> if you find your bath water suddenly starting to steam and bubble, it's because your internal temperature is rising dangerously high. Oh, no. Do your best to stay away from crowded areas such as public transportation. Should you notice that someone sitting across from you on the subway has spontaneously combusted, get off as soon as possible to avoid contamination. No, really? If, however, the next stop is still several miles away, it would not be entirely out of the question to check if a fire extinguisher is handy and put the victim out. Out. Spray yeah, yourself idea. with it too, purely as a preventative measure. <laughs> of course, as a rule, you should wash your hands frequently throughout the day, especially if you notice your fingers on fire. Mm. Rinse them in cold water and splash them on your face too. Obviously, and don't use hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you should eat healthily and exercise regularly as well, but try not to get overheated. Better, probably, just to skip the exercise and spend most of your free time in a nice cool bath. Woohoo! If you find your bath water suddenly starting to steam and bubble, it's because your internal temperature is rising dangerously high. Have a family member pour ice cubes into the tub and then have him or her make sure the gas stove is off so you don't <laughs> end up losing the entire house. <laughs> Get plenty of rest, preferably sleep in front of a fan set on high, set it on low or even medium, and you might as well be sleeping on a stick of dynamite. If you wake up in the middle of the night and smell smoke, don't panic. There's always a chance it's an electrical fire. <laughs> Should you happen to survive long enough to hear your alarm go off in the morning, don't just automatically assume everything is fine. Take your time to run through an inventory of your body parts. Are they all present and accounted for? Congratulations. <laughs> If you wake in the morning and feel like you're coming down with something, however, do the right thing and call in sick. Do you really want to put your co-workers through the trauma of watching you burn to a cinder? Hmm. Also, victims of SHC occasionally survive, so just imagine the embarrassment of it all. Stay at home until you feel there's little or no chance that an incomprehensible firestorm could at any moment consume you from within. Typically, this will take about three or four days. <laughs> so you can still self-certify that you were ill, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Am I more likely to experience SHC in the summer? This is an old wives' tale, on par with the belief in the 19th century that SHC was often caused by excessive alcohol consumption. Unlike colds and flu, SHC is not more likely to occur in any particular season. It can strike at any time, at any second, a fact that's hard to stop thinking about without the age of excessive alcohol consumption. There's no harm in being safe, though, and it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to cut out the booze and camp in front of an industrial-strength air conditioner from June to September inclusive. <laughs> are there different types of SHC? There are three distinct varieties of spontaneous <gasps> oh, human combustion. No. Type A is the most common and involves total engulfment. Strangely enough, a victim's immediate surroundings are left completely unscathed and it's possible to be sitting shoulder to shoulder with someone in the cramped backseat of a car and feel only a slight sensation of warmth as that person goes up in flames and finally gives you a little elbow room. <laughs> Type B is less serious in that some small remnant of the victim remains intact following the conflagration. 
If you walk into a room and discover a perfectly preserved hand or foot or wallet lying on the floor in the middle of a pile of ashes, then someone has experienced a combustion of type B variety and no one will blame you for lifting the wallet. I was going to say, open the wallet, <laughs> take out the cash, which shouldn't have melted, and yeah. you're on your way. Type C is the worst of all and involves a whole group of people igniting together. Oh, my God. It's unknown whether this is due to sympathy combustions... <laughs> a form of hysteria in which victims go off one after the other like a string of fireworks. Ooh, like dominoes. Or if they're doing it intentionally in an attempt to draw attention to some fashionable cause or simply if it's peer pressure. Or it could be, my fire's bigger than your fire. Yeah. As eye-opening and disturbing as this information has been, if you take adequate precautions, there's every reason to believe you won't become a statistic. It's estimated that spontaneous human combustion is responsible for the worldwide deaths of nearly 2.7 people per century, <laughs> but you don't have to be one of them. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely fantastic. That was from themorningnews.org, and it was by Ralph Gamelli. And I need to give him a shout out there because that was a fantastic piece of writing definitely so we've come to the end of our podcast today don't forget guys please do check out our facebook page check us out on twitter at the www podcast and also if you've got any stories or anything you'd like us to talk about or mention or if you just want a shout out or you just want to tell us how much of an amazing job that we're doing then please send us an email to weird wacky wonderful at outlook.com but have you got any more last words of wisdom well, I've been thinking about it while we've been doing this, and I've come up with a list of things that you should have around you in case you Go spontaneously combust. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah, it's so, useful. Everyone right. got a pen and paper ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make pamphlets and everything. <laughs> right. Okay, so the first thing you need is a fire blanket. Mm -hmm. You need to consider buying fire retardant clothing. Mm -hmm. There's a business opportunity for you, fire retardant clothes. Yep. Fire extinguisher, you have to have one, not just one. You should probably have one. Scatter them around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to get yourself one of those little glass boxes to put on the wall that says in case of emergency break glass and you'd have your, your, your fire hose in there. And your hatchet. Yeah. Don't drink alcohol. Yeah, okay. Can't see a lot of people going for that, but okay. No. You should have sprinkler systems installed yeah, all over point. your house. Yep. Have smoke detectors in every room. We're not doing very well on this list so far, are we? No. <laughs> you got to have a fire escape plan. Mm -hmm. You need to put them on the back of all the doors in the rooms mm -hmm. like they do in the hotels so that everybody... You are here, X, and this is where you got to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't buy a house made of wood. Yeah, okay. Or a mattress yeah. made of straw. Yeah, definitely or apparently, not. Apparently they don't burn, so we're good with a straw mattress. Actually... We need to talk to all the councils and say, mm -hmm. "Can't that that'll be a rule?" Yeah, in light of spontaneous human combustion, alter your health whole... and safety. Believe me, if we went somewhere in this country, yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Put your dad's pipe out. Mm. Very important. Don't trust that he did it. Make sure it's done. And one other thing you need, you need a willy. I got one of them. I don't. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Cheers, guys. Take it easy. Have a good one.